from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody, your new favorite podcast. We have a very special guest today. Very special, Porky. John, John Sandy. Hey. How you doing? I'm okay. Everyone's all, what's so special about that? We haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks, man. How you feeling? Yeah, we missed you. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's uh, healing up pretty good. It's uh, They took the stitches out, so uh, all right. still, still a little swollen, just elevating and icing it. And uh, I, Friday, I go in for my first uh, outpatient physical therapy. I've just been doing stuff. Uh, they've given me some exercises to do around the house now. Friday, they'll start, I think, getting me like on a bike or something, you know, the heavy-duty stuff, the stuff that, that really uh, pushes you to to get it bending again. You got to bend it like Beckham. That's what I understand. That's right. That's what I've heard. That's right. So they're trying to get it to, uh, right now I'm at about 74 degrees. They're trying to get it to 90 and then I think ultimately to like 120 degrees. Okay. Well, uh, so that's the, that's uh, what they're working on. Good luck. So, on, good luck on your journey. Uh, <laughs> journey. How are you, uh, yeah. how are you keeping yourself entertained? Uh, well, I got piles of books to read and, piles of movies to watch so um it was fun watching uh they've been doing some uh, marathons on on tcm they did one day it was like all walter brennan stuff so i was thinking of jake they played uh, rio they played rio uh bravo and they played um to have and have not and the westerner they played all this stuff uh they've been doing some oddball uh marathons and then one day it was all howard hawks it was crazy they played bringing up baby and um the thing <laughs> and uh you know you just you just go wow he did every genre you know they played the big sleep you're going wow musicals comedies you know, uh, why didn't sci-fi. you tell me that there was a walter brennan marathon on tcm do you have tcm no but i want okay. to know about it <laughs> it's funny because at some at one point he just sounds like a parody of himself. You go, wow, mm-hmm. this is like when Elvis just started doing a parody of himself. Walter Brennan, it's Walter Brennan doing Walter Brennan. You know, he leaned like, lean into it. <laughs> he leans into it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, John, darn it. Jake, if you have the Max app, which is formerly HBO Max, which yes. is very confusing. Um, <laughs> why did they change? Why did they brand? Do I have it's to do a brand nuts. change? It's nuts. People were just figuring out what HBO Max was. Now they're like, now it's just Max. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Do I get it? I got HBO. Do I get it? You well, know? now I now everybody thinks it's Cinemax. Right. Yeah. Bad so why move. would you? Yeah, I don't know why they did that. It was a very odd Plus choice. And also, they're dropping a lot of content with um, Discovery. They well, merge with Discovery. Discovery. So it's weird because you'll go in there and it's like, hey, here's all my favorite HBO stuff, and also. 90 uh, Day Fiance. Yeah, right. And binging. Wow. <laughs> Are you down with the 90 Day Fiance? And also Mythbusters. Do they have uh, <laughs> do they have Mythbusters on there? They used to. Uh, who are you going to call? All I know is the only show that matters on, on those Discovery type um, 
like restoration shows and all that, like the Magnolian Channel. The only show that matters isn't even on there. It's on Hulu, and that is American Pickers, which I love. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> that is a that is a that is an interesting show. Because if you're a hoarder and you live in the country, you are not a hoarder. You're a collector. Mm-hmm. It's when you're a hoarder. It's a hoarder when you live in an apartment building. It's, uh, but when you have, because if it, if it spills outdoors, you're, it's a whole different thing. Right. Yeah. Because if <laughs> yeah. you have five barns worth of rusty junk, then when you're, you're in a 10,000 square foot plantation house that your family's owned from since the 1800s. What I love about not... it, what I love about American Pickers is that like, it's these old people, they haven't seen something in 50 years. They'll pull it out of the corner of a barn and they'll be like, would you be willing, be willing to part with this? No. No, it means a lot to me. You have not been in this barn in 30 years, bro. You didn't even know it was here. You didn't know it was there. That's what, that's what makes them a hoarder. That, that's the sickness is they can't part with it. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That is the sickness. Craziness. Are you yep. down with the sickness? They said, if you were in New York, you'd be a sociopath having right. three mm-hmm. barns worth of stuff in one apartment. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I'm down with the gout. Is that a sickness? Yeah, Jake's got the yeah. gout, you guys. Jake's got the gout. Uh, is a, Jake is 75. A lot of people don't yeah. know about Jake. And he's Apparently, got- you can get gout at 30. This is it's a it was a it was a shocking revelation for me when I woke up one day and my foot felt like it was on fire. So that Jake, was fun. do you also wear like the shoes, the, like the buckle shoes with a stocking? Oh, the Velcro. You, you know, like a, a buckle shoe with like a stocking up to your ankle, and that's how short your pants go. Because you're you're like, a, is that? I was thinking like the doctor would give him a top hat and a monocle. Well, you got gout. Here's your top hat and monocle. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Gout's a rich they, man's disease. They gave me the cane. They gave me a cane. Well, my mom gave me. Um, mm. My grandpa also had gout. It was on my whole mom's side of the family, and uh, apparently, my grandpa had a gout cane, which I'm using now. So that's good. A gout cane. And when my son when my son gets gout, I shall pass that on to him <laughs> as well, and him on. So you say. Side. Someday, son, this cane will be yours. Yep. You're gonna everything have this, everything this cane touches shall be yours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's great. It's good. Uh, no so red I, meat shall So how do you get rid of it? You just no red meat, right? Um, no red meat, no shellfish, also some fish. I think trout, tuna, um, and then I can't drink. Any pills to neutralize it or just diet? Ibuprofen. Gee, is that all? Over the counter. I've been, I've, well, um, there's some other medication that you can take. Um, but, uh, yeah, I ain't got money for that. So, yeah. Ibuprofen. Uh, you have to pee it out. You have to, like, pee it out, right? Because it's all. Lots of acid. water. Yeah, it's yeah, uric yeah. acid buildup. Uh, I used to say uh, in the uh, in the Beastie Boys Intergalactic, they say, you've got gall, you've got guile. <laughs> Uh, step to me, I'm a rap, rap five. I used to mishear that as you've got gall, you've got gout. Just a real quick uh, little, little side note there. So, little shout out. So you've got gall, you've got gout. Go yep, ahead. I do. Go ahead and pee it out, <laughs> as the as Beastie Boys would say. Mm-hmm. So, so good. How do you get rid of gout? You drink a lot of water, yeah. and then you don't do the thing that gave you the gout in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> It's not something you get rid of. It's just, it's something you avoid. (laughs) So, so were you eating a lot of seafood and stuff, shellfish and all that? Uh, There's a surprise birthday party for friends on Monday. And I had a shit ton of carne asada. And they also had a delicious uh, crab and shrimp ceviche. Ah. 
uh, and a lot of drinks, and then I had a steak on Tuesday. What the fuck? Wow. What are you a king? No, I felt like dude, it felt like a king. And then all of a sudden, I woke up. Why is my foot on fire? Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's it's the ailment of kings. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's a rich man's. God's a rich man's. Ba-ba-da-da. Yeah. Well, be, nothing but regret now. Right. Nothing but regret. <laughs> Was it worth? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Glad you can't get down. So you evidently you can't get down from the cheap cuts of meat. I thank God you can't get it from hamburgers, right? (laughs) Uh, John, we would. John, we would have chronic gout if that were. We would have a gout of the head. We would just completely. We'd have like a swollen (laughs) from the neck up. You know. Uh, Today's uh, red meat. So I'm sure that wouldn't that wouldn't be great. Today's Mm. unofficial. uh, uh, Today's unofficial. Monster is Topo Chico mineral water from Monterey, Mexico. Not Topo Gigio. Topo Chico. Not, and not Popo Gigio. Topo Chico mineral. It's the well, only, that would have been it, it, great. It's the only mineral water I can drink. I can't stand Perrier. I mm. don't like the uh, Pellegrino. I don't like. I don't like a lot of mineral water, but th- this one is really, really light. Really what light. makes that What makes that different from a Pellegrino for you? What is, it's what less the, what earthy. The... It's less earthy. A lot of mineral water tastes mm. just like dirt. Mm. Mm. It's got a cleaner taste. Mm. They're probably Italian. just they're probably just squirting. Uh, um, they're probably just squirting uh, carbonation into uh, water, and then yeah, probably yeah. So you don't like the minerals. You just want sparkling water. I don't even like sparkling water. I like water water. But if there's a Topo Chico, I will enjoy it. They mm. also have seltzers now. I think they do like a hard seltzer now. Really? I think everybody's doing the hard seltzer. Yeah, they have a hard seltzer. Their seltzer is good. Is it good? A seltzer. Mm-hmm. Hey, get me a seltzer. It's the old It's the old sparkling water that's been sitting out too long and has developed some alcohol content. It's like, yeah, let's just bottle wow. that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that, Trader the, Joe's has my favorite sparkling water too. What's that? That tastes good. Trader Joe's, they have good sparkling water. Oh, do they? I agree with you. I don't like Pellegrino. No, I don't like La Croix, like which basically somebody on online said it tastes like you, you know, like the like the whatever it is, like the peaches. They they put the bottle of water next to a case of peaches, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, here you go." <laughs> it's like they made it's like they made sparkling water in a peach factory. That's what it That's tastes a, like. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Lacroix is not good, man. That is, no. bad. but mm. but I like the I like the uh, mineral water because it gives you the little it gives you the burp, so you you don't you don't, you don't feel uh, bloated. Yeah. Because speaking of hangumbers, my wife made some the other night. She barbecued some, and there was a left there was leftovers, and I had one mm. for uh, for lunch today. So that's what. Uh, mm. Oh, I see. So, so it's a heavyish lunch. So I wanted to give myself a little lightness. Hence, Topo Chico mineral water. And now here oh. it is, Topo Chico. Mm. It's the it's the the, ta- the the taste that's sweeping the nation. Uh, did anyone see Spider-Man across the universe? Anyone? Anyone? Saw it last night. Loved it. Better than the first, the first one? Here's why I can't. It is and it isn't. It's as, I will say this. It is, it, it is every bit as good. Every bit as good. Every bit. And, and it, 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 take, it goes in a different direction. Um, and, and if you thought like the art in the first one was beautiful, this one is going to blow you away. Just some of the some of the best animation I've seen. Um, 
Uh, They've had what five years to put this together. Yeah, and uh, apparently, like uh, I went, I took the kid to see it, and uh, kid had read up on everything and was saying like they they had to develop brand new software for some of the stuff that they were rendering, sure. some of the stuff they came up with, um, and just beautiful, uh, just beautifully drawn, and uh, um, a lot of heart, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of emotion, and. Um, uh, yeah, and it's really just about um, you know Miles trying to figure out his place in the greater universe in the you know outside just you know what he's going to do outside of Brooklyn, you know. And uh, Jason Schwartzman is great as the villain, and uh, uh, Oscar Isaac <laughs> as uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine Miguel O'Hara, really really good, really good, uh, super Ooh. good. Uh, the, the voice cast is uh, phenomenal. Um, yeah, just a great. I need to see it again because so they throw so much at you, and I don't want to spoil anything. They throw so much at you, and you've seen it in the previews. There's so much of the Spider Verse, and there are so many other Spider people in passing. They're just like, oh look, look, look. There's there's this, there's that. So uh, it's great. It's really really great. Yeah, if you love, you go see it. I we just went to a, we did not see it at a at a at a at a high end. Uh, we we missed the IMAX show by a couple minutes. I would have loved to seen it in IMAX, but uh, yeah, we just went to a local theater here, a Regal, and uh, it was good, you know. But uh, but yeah, I would love to see it in IMAX. I mean, a bunch of this movie just looks insane. It's just fantastic. Did you say that it's uh it's a two parter? Well, I was not going to spoil that for people, but it is. How is that a spoiler? <laughs> because not a lot of people knew that going in. Not everybody. Oh, okay. Not everybody. Well, not everybody knew that going uh, in. Ah. Uh, so it is. Why did they do this? It why? is. Oh, we're not on the air yet. We're not on the air yet, are we? It is a two part. But I'm going to leave it on there just so people, mm-hmm. all the people who think John mm-hmm. is great, you can see that he has. Hey! He, he has, yeah. Who's that? He has his. John has his faults too. So there you yeah, go. he's great, yeah. but he spoils movies. He's for you, so. Yeah, gee, uh, new news flash. He's, he's a ten. Uh, he's a ten, but he spoils every movie for you. News flash. John's got some problems. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't going to say anything because I don't know if a lot of people knew that. I did not know that until the kid came home from seeing it the first time. And saying, I can't believe I have to wait till March to see how it ends. And I was like, Did oh. you say thanks a lot? Oh, no, thank you. Thank it you. didn't bother me. Thank you. For I that. said, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You tried growing up in the Star Wars generation when we had to wait three years. <laughs> so right. suck it up. It's less than a year. I love it. You're like, Woo hoo, cry me a river. It's nine months yeah. away because it's coming out in March. So. Uh-huh. A little spider. They do, mm-hmm. they do that a lot now. They're like, like it did the same thing. They filmed it and they said, "Okay, we're going to split this." I kind of like that though. I kind of like it. it gives you something to look forward to, and it'll give yeah. it'll give you time to like rewatch it on video. And uh, you and know, sitting through a four hour movie. <laughs> you know, Sony is very smart. Um, Sony they is, need more money. Well, That's he, why he, they need to split it up. They need more money. Here's the thing about Sony, man. They're the only major studio that doesn't have a streaming service. So all of their is that stuff. Right? All of their stuff just goes to other streaming services where they make money. That's why they're doing well. That's why they're Interesting. Doing 
Yeah, they don't have a so who's uh, who's um if you wanted to watch the first spider uh, across the universe uh, or in into the universe spider verse uh, who's who's uh, streaming that for them? Uh, let's see. I don't think anyone's. It was on Netflix for a while. Yeah, I think they took it off though, close to like they always do. Let's find out. One, two, three, three on Fubo. On what? Uh, it's on Hulu with, mm. a, with a premium subscription oh. right now. All right. I, there you go. I got Hulu. Have you seen Thanks it, John? Uh, not the new one. I saw the, I saw the first one. You saw the original? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's this one. Yeah, is, I think. Yeah. This one I is every it. bit as good. Um, I, I, I started a firestorm on, uh, in, in, in a comment thread that somebody said, uh, it was an article by NPR saying that, um, you know, th- this movie shows you why representation is important. And then it was all mm. these people going, no, it's not. No, it's not. And mm. I was, I was just like, Hey, as a person of color, I-, I assure you the representation is important. And that really, that really fi- set up a firestorm of people just be being very comfortable telling a person of color that it doesn't matter. First of all, I think that's interesting. And second of all, the internet. <laughs> and then second of all, it was all the other people uh, people of color going, uh, other person of color here. No, it doesn't. It's like okay, that's great. I mean, that's if that's how you feel, but uh, that's weird. That's I think a it, weird reaction, <laughs> right? But I also think it's such a big, it, it's such a big um, part of who Miles is as the movie character, right? Mm. You know, it's 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 part of his makeup that he's bicultural, right? Uh, <clears throat> and that's it's part of who he is. And they go into that not so much his culture, but the idea that Miles Morales doesn't belong in mm-hmm. uh, that they really explore that in uh, in this one. So the I first think, one they kind of they kind of talked about his like at home culture a little bit, but right. Yeah. But there is a whole sequence, and I don't want I'm not gonna I don't want to spoil it. But there's a whole sequence where you're going, well, yeah, this obviously is uh, culturally significant. Like I don't understand why people are saying it doesn't matter. Like there's like a whole twenty minute sequence where you're like. The, the, the cult, the you know, the culture is the whole point of this sequence. Mm-hmm. And is he so, going to like the Day of the Dead or something? I can't or? tell you. I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's great. Go see it, please. Please go see it. Uh, it, it did remind me of Coco in the in how eye catching it is, mm. like how much of the visuals mm-hmm. are just really really stunning. Like how much is going on in the backgrounds and how just how beautiful it is to look at. And there's scenes where. Um, you know, just the stuff in the background, just the, the, the way they... And then, John, you'll love it. One thing they do in this one, and it's not spoiling anything, but they do the uh, the Marvel where they'll give a footnote, you know, from the editor, and it'll define something uh, in the bottom of the screen, and it'll say, it's, uh, oh, so, so something, 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 uh, Ed, you know, and it's the editor adding uh, footnotes. So good. Yeah. <laughs> They always used to do that. They'd go as seen in issue four hundred and fifty. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> It'll say smile and stand. You know, right, last right, ish. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they did that, and uh, I thought that was great. That's, I thought, that's really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so good. There's so many nice touches. Um, they really are comic book. Comic books come to life. You know, they really, really are. Yeah, and it's the closest you get well, to like a moving comic book. And uh, just and and for every as good as Into the Spider Verse was, 
Um, this is so much more expansive visually. Uh, on a visual level, there's so much. Uh, there are a lot of really long sequences of, you know, people, you know, you know, webbing across these huge cityscapes and things like that. And just the, um, the energy that it brings, it's just, it's nuts. It's so hard to take in the first time. It's not, it's not overwhelming, but it's just, you're trying to, you're just trying because you, you, you want to just catch every detail and you can't. That's what animation can do. Right. You know, that's why they're smart developing this because no matter what happens with the Spider-Man, you know, live action stuff, they'll always be able to do these great animated movies. Right. And I hope that, you know, this, these movies are on par with like, you know, early Pixar, as far as being able to bring the emotion in the story and also just beautiful animation. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's every bit as good, Anita, for sure. It is, it is not a disappointment at all. Yeah. It's not a letdown. So I, you know, I can't wait. I'm going to go see it. I'll go see it again. I'm going to wait until like, I have a day, like afternoon, go by myself and just mm-hmm. really break it down and stare at it. I hope it's still in theaters by the time I can, I can get down into a theater. I think this one's going to be around for a little bit. I think you know probably the whole summer. You huh? <laughs> have, you know, there are summer has not quite returned to the uh, level it was before COVID, where you have tons of releases. And I, right. and look, so something like like Super Mario Brothers is still in theaters, <clears throat> right? Mm. And that's been out for like a month, what, a couple months now? So, so yeah, I mean, that was a monster, uh, yeah. that was a monster hit. What'd they say? That's the, that was the biggest open weekend for an animated film. Right, right. I feel like this one's going to catch on. I feel like um, the, uh, the built-in audience is there and then I think word of mouth is going to get there. That's because, great. Because I, I feel see, like, I, I feel like people it. who, want to see it now can watch it on Hulu or rent it and then go out and check it out. But I, I recommend it. I, I seriously, it's a, it's a, 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 you know, the only I'm waiting just for the other, I can't really give it a rating cause I want, I want to see how it all wraps up, but, uh, mm-hmm. but boy, it's good. And, uh, really, really funny, really funny, really, really heartfelt. Um, at one moment I got a little, I got a little choked up at one moment, uh, a little, uh, but yeah, it's super, super good, man. Super good. You'll love it. Go see it. R- go check it out right now. Anita's writing it down. Anita <laughs> is writing down showtimes. It's showtime at the Apollo. John, who passed away last week that we, we right after we went to air, right after we came off? Uh, well, yesterday it was uh, Astrid Gilberto. Yes. Uh, and, girl from um, Impetima. Impetima. Yeah. What did I say? Impetima. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I have I've I've been missing an action for about four weeks, but uh, Tina Turner was a big one. Tina Turner, I'm, I'm, that's who it was. I'm sure you that guys covered that. that. No, it was like yeah. as it was somebody uh, as we as I was breaking up, somebody said as we were saying goodbye uh, yeah. after the show, somebody said, "Oh, Tina Turner died," and I was like, "What? Why didn't we talk about yeah. that during the show?" I've been I that the next day I was playing River Deep Mountain High the whole next day. I was picking up all the uh, the really old stuff, you know. And of course, everyone's posting all that stuff, you know, all right? That, all like her on the Tammy show and all that. If you only know Tina Turner from her '80s output, which is which was like a resurgence for her, go back, yeah. please go back and listen to the 
it's it's incendiary. It's like she's burning the house down. Right. right. You listen to something like uh, I was telling Mario, like probably my second favorite Christmas song of all time is is her uh, doing Merry Christmas, baby. It just sounds like they're they're. <laughs> This is not like they're like blowing up the entire concert hall when they're singing it, you know. Uh, just uh, make sure you uh, just pretend like Ike's not there, and uh, and uh, <laughs> and say, "Well, it's a whole other can of worms." That's that's like that editorial. Can I still like David Bowie? Something came out about David Bowie. Somebody wrote this, you know, twenty-page editorial. You know, is it still okay to like David Bowie? How can I listen to David Bowie now that I know that he was doing that with an underage groupie and? So there's a whole thing. So that's the Ike Turner thing. It's like, that's the conundrum. A lot of people say he's, he's playing on the first rock and roll record. So what do you right, do? Do, right. you never, do you never play that record? Or do you acknowledge that he was a douchebag and still play the record? I, I, I was know. the one that sent you that article about, uh, about the David Yes, Bowie it was thing. you. Right. It yes, was, it was Mario. It was you. It was you. It was, it was you it was the you. whole time. It was, and you know, it was a great article. It was. And God, it was this this whole thing. How do you do it? And he didn't even he didn't offer an easy answer. He just right. said, you just have to sort of deal with it. I mean, people right. people have been doing this since the beginning of time. You've got composers that are wonderful, but are complete assholes, or or worse. You know? right, so right. how do you do it? How do you do it? You know. I thought it was a really you, well. I thought it was really well written, well thought out, and. Uh, Non, yeah. it was a non, um, what's the word, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Non, um, judgmental, not, not judgmental, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, 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 uh, 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 um, it wasn't necessarily clickbait. It was really, it wasn't out there. It was, it was one, what's the word? Not non-controversial. What's the word I'm looking for? Non. No, you, you hit it on the, on the head after the second paragraph, you're going, oh, this isn't just out there to kind of like rattle people's cages it's this is actually trying to think yeah you don't get that too often people you're right it's just clickbait and they just put they just want to get some sort of juicy quote this really was like oh this is like a real article that you have to think about yeah, this is a person <laughs> this is this is a person that was really wrestling with it this is a person yeah, that was really because uh because basically everybody you know when you think about it in the music universe you know you'd be boycotting everybody you'd say okay no stones no this no that i mean it's not going to leave you with anybody but the mike curb congregation you know i mean who's left to listen to you know uh we we talk about this on the show because it comes up a lot especially now as we move into the into the more modern era where you know a lot of this stuff comes to light and uh you're dealing with people who might not be the most savory of characters but you still have yeah. to, but they're, but they're still in a movie, whether it's a huge part or a small part, and you kind of have to rectify that uh, yourself. Can right. you, you know, it's something we all have to deal with uh, and we all yeah. deal with it differently. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a, it was a nice article. I thought that was a great article, but yeah, when you, it's, 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 you're, it's unfortunate. But you're right. You're right. It, it's a whole different sound. She was great no matter what era you exactly. Picked. But the the sound from like early sixties to early seventies, it was a whole different sound because yeah. it was a whole different band. It was right. it was a unit, you know, <laughs> you know. And you had the Icats, and it was like a, it was like a twelve piece band, and it was a whole different sound. And then the stuff she did in the eighties was great too, but it's it's two different sounds, you know. Right, right, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, what a but what a great career resurgence! I remember she had that in the eighties, you know, and then she turns up in like Mad Max, you know. It's like she had I this, know she had great she had this great turn. Was, and she was good in Mad Max. They said, gee, she could do more movies if she wanted. I, she didn't really do any more movies. But they said, right. wow, she could really do it if she wanted to. You know? Right. 
And then she kind of launches uh, Angela Bassett's career because that's where Angela Bassett really breaks through with her performance uh, of as uh, as Tina Turner in What's Love Got to Do with It. So that kind of puts uh, Angela Bassett on yeah, the map too, that's you know. Right. Uh, so it's kind yeah. of a nice. I, I always read something. I read something from her pretty late in life, um, and it really made me sad. Where she talked about her upbringing and the hard life she had, and then her life with Ike Turner, and she said that, um, you know. Somebody, I, I guess the interviewer, somebody said, you know, it must be, it must be very gratifying to you to have, you know, found the success later in life. And she said, you know, it is, and I appreciate it, but it's not enough to balance out what I had to deal with in the early part of my life. Like, I can't say, she said something like, I can't really say I've had a good life because I had so much, there was so much awful stuff early on that she just couldn't. And I go, yeah. man, what a, what a horrible position to be in, you know? Um, I'm just glad she found somebody that, that, you know, her husband, she obviously found somebody that really cared about her because they were together, you know, for like, what was it, like 20 years or something? Yeah, right, right. Or maybe, maybe more. So I'm glad that at least that end, she ended with somebody that really took care of her, you know? Right, right. Yeah, That's but she, the most you could hope for, you know? Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tina Turner, when you talk about Tina Turner, you're talking about a multi-faceted artist who could sing you know, kind of like what we think of, you know, in the 80s would have been like a adult contemporary, you know, or, you know, mm. R&B. But then you go back and you listen to it and she can sing, you know, rock and roll and she can say, you know, she can do everything. Uh, so, yeah, a massive talent. And also uh, just got sick of um, the way things are, moved to Switzerland. Moved yeah, to, moved to Europe. I know it's like great living in a castle. They showed the view from her balcony <laughs> in this castle and... Uh, yeah, it's insane. She's just had this incredible view. And what's cool is that she retired. She wasn't working right up until, you know, she didn't work until she dropped. She she finally just said, well, I've had enough. <laughs> right. Don't have to work anymore. I've got enough money. And, uh, you know, so it's nice that she had like 10 years to just sort of take it easy. Right. And uh, she said, she's, she's not like a, a compound. <laughs> it's a fucking compound. What the hell? Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> And she got to just enjoy it because, you know, she said for years, it's like she had it, but she was still working all the time. So she said, it'd be nice just to kind of like putter around the house. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, it's cool that the house is like a castle, you know, <laughs> oh, if anybody ever, de if anybody ever deserved it, you know, right. it's, it's Tina Turner. Right. You know? Check her out. God. Check out, check out her body of work. Incredible, uh, incredible talent. And check out her legs. Yeah. Legs. Oh my God. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody said probably the <laughs> the greatest legs of all time, right up there with Betty Grable. You know, even when she That's was insane. older. Even when she was, uh, even in the. 80s. I know when she was older. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Ah, that was a great uh, drag off of my bottle of Topo Chico. Take a drag. Take a drag. <laughs> Life is not a drag with Topo Chico. Uh, John, we introduced a new game last week, and uh, let me explain the concept to you. Jake brought that up. So uh, the concept is called, it's called They're a 10, but, all right? <laughs> They're a 10, but. So this is like talking about someone like a 10, who is a 10. Okay. Right. So I'm going to give you a, but, a, a, numer a numerical value. It might not be 10. It might be a 5 or 4. And uh, you, it's your own personal uh, scale of what a 10 is. You know, you could be, it could be physical. It could be whatever. Uh, but I'm going to ask you. It's going to be a series of questions. All right. Did Jake invent this game? 
Uh, no, yes, he did. He did invent this. No, yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. It's called you. It, uh, Jake. Um, if Jake invented a game, it would be like, "Hey, uh, I've got gout." All right. Uh, so we're gonna start <laughs> with Jake, so you can see where it is. So Jake has a ten. Uh, Jake, uh, there are ten. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, I already got. We already did some of these. Uh, let's see. Oh. Did I put these back? But you got cards. This is actually an actual game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there are ten, but they've cheated on all their X's. Absolutely not. They're, that's a zero. That's that a, zero? a zero. Oh yeah. That's a zero. Wow, you're moral all of a sudden. Uh just kidding. Mm. Uh, <laughs> getting all moral on us, Jake. You know, Anita, that? Anita, there. I know. Change of heart. This is this movie we watched. Really. Uh, yeah, Anita, they're a one. They're a one, but they helped you through your lowest point. They're, they're a one, but they helped you through your, their lowest point. I would bump them up to a six. Oh, okay. All right. For that emotional support. For mm -hmm. the emotional support, but you shouldn't be helping people hoping that. No, they, they just did they just did it out of the kindness of their heart. Oh yeah, a six. So uh, for this scale, if you guys are wondering where, where, what's a ten and what's a one in my view, uh, Justine would be a ten and Patrick would be a one. Just so you guys know, in my personal. <laughs> mm, Jesus, <laughs> I kid. I kid. They're both. I five. kid. I kid. They're both fives. Relax, everybody. They neutralize <laughs> each other. Right? <laughs> like what I meant to say is straight across. John, they are a five. They're a five. Uh, but they're an influencer. <laughs> they're an influencer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the people that are like on they're Instagram. Big on social media. Oh, big yeah. on social media. So, so, um, it can drop additional it. information. It can so drop the, it. This additional, so you either kick it up or kick it down based on the additional information. Right, right, right. right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're a five. Or do you keep it the same where it's, you know, it doesn't matter to you? They're a, they're a uh, social media influencer? Yes. Yeah. They're a five, but they're an influencer. Um, one. <laughs> yeah, just leave it. Just leave it where it's at. You know. Oh, five John, five, that's man. the wrong answer. It's a one. Is it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you ever met? You know what? Was, I'll tell you what it is. I can't figure out that that has any value at all. It does. I'm just the wrong generation. It's I'm the wrong generation to attach any value to somebody getting paid because i always think of the people that are getting paid to be influencers mm -hmm. i suppose there are people out there that aren't getting paid to do it but when you oh, read us. about some kid out of that's high school getting yeah exactly that's us not getting paid <laughs> but when you read about some kid right out of high school you know getting a million bucks for just saying he likes this cologne or this pizza or this this skateboard i just go what right what <laughs> and what were they an influencer for is very important you know are they out there you know, mm. you know, posing for dresses, doing all this stuff, or they like making, they're like making cooking videos. Like, oh, look at this, sponsored by Topo Chico, or you know, right? I guess I just don't understand. I don't understand it. I'm just the wrong generation to get the value of that. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, I'm not going to dock him a point, but I'm not going to boost him a point either. I guess a five's a five. All right, uh, they're all annoying, so I would give them a one. Those uh, sponsorships, Mario, you can't beat that. That's you true. get to benefit from that. You mean, yeah, mm -hmm. just like, uh, like, like, uh, are you talking about you get free Topo Chico? Are you talking about Topo Chico? Okay, Jake, they're a nine, but they were a suspect in a murder case, though they swear they didn't do it. They were a nine, but they're a suspect in a murder case. They swear they didn't do it. 
Well, if they just swear like, they didn't do it, they didn't do it. No, <laughs> just like just like John Cusack. That's right. Like that actually comes up in our movie today. That's actually, I would need the case file. I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some information. You know, I might have to do some digging myself. <laughs> right. Start a podcast on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start. A, oh God. Start a murder podcast. Mm -hmm. Diving between the sheets. You know. Hey, that just like the yeah. Isley Brothers. Uh, there you so go. Are, they, are, they gonna, uh, are they gonna stay a nine or? or? No, it like. A tentative seven, like <laughs> wow, you didn't drop very much. I like that. Yeah, tentative seven. If you, tentative seven. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna need to do some research. I might need to hire somebody because I don't know. I like the shallowness. It's <laughs> but they're really hot. Um, <laughs> Anita, there are three, but they plan amazing vacations. There are three, but they plan amazing vacations. Still a three. Still a three. Okay. All right. I'll sweeten the deal. They 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 pay for those vacations. Uh, I'm just ten. <laughs> I love it. Eleven. <laughs> All right, uh, John. Uh, there are there are four, but they read by using their finger to follow every word. I attach no. No value one way or the other, so I'll leave him a four. John, you're a good person. You're a good he person. is. I am so judgy. <laughs> <laughs> Anita, what would that drop them? They were a four, and they read like this. They did that. And I lived with them, and I had to watch them read like that. It would drive me crazy. <laughs> I guess if they're, a if they're a roommate, that you would know, be You know, there were some people who didn't read much growing up and need a finger to help them out. <laughs> I guess you got to be lucky. You feel good that they're literate. <laughs> <laughs> that's like one notch above the literary, okay? <laughs> Just glad they're reading, you know? Like what my mom used to say, okay, whatever it is, at least they're reading, even if it's a comic book, you know. <laughs> Next oh. question, please. I love it. I love it. I'm imagining seeing that in my head. I would be so turned off. <laughs> uh, cut to Brent just going like, here we go. <laughs> If okay, yeah, okay, Jake. They're uh, they're an eight, but they only wear hot topic. <laughs> I mean, mm. only wear, not just it's like not a, it's not like a deal breaker per se, but that's you're you're getting docked a point or two. That's like a we'll give it a seven. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll dock you a point, but you know, that's like mm, how old are we? Anita, they're a 10. But they never wash their hands. Ooh. Never. 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 Why is it the one time I get a 10? Like finally. Are they like purposely <laughs> avoiding their hands being washed in the shower? Or like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They somehow never get their hands wet in the they shower. Like, they like they like double class shook hands with their hero like 10 years ago and they like, no, I'm never washing these hands again. Right. Have you guys not seen the TikTok videos of the white girls going around saying that they don't wash their hands when they go to the bathroom? No. There's What's that like all about? Trend. Why what? is this trending? 
How is that a trend? <laughs> they're like, yeah, I just go and I turn in the water and I like text on my phone. Like they're like, who washes their hands every time they go to the bathroom? It's not like I pee on my hands. It's like, that's not the point. You're an adult. I hope you don't pee on your hands. Like, I hope you can figure that out. But you touch everything else in the bathroom with germs. That's disgusting. The, yeah, that's weird. How is that becoming a trend? Yeah, you're not a germaphobe just for having decent, <laughs> uh, having like decent cleanliness and and habits. Wow, for having hygiene, like basic hygiene. The basic. Yeah, basic if you're hygiene. a ten, you're definitely getting bumped down to like a two for that one. I can't. It's weird that they're. They say they turn on the water. It's almost yeah, like you're halfway. You're, so they want people to think there. they're washing their hands, so they know that it's not a socially acceptable thing to do. And they're like, "But I don't care." They're, they're making an active there. choice I, I, to ignore the right thing to do because they don't want it. So it's not laziness because they're right there. They're close enough to turn it on. So I don't get it. <laughs> They're that close, and they just choose not to do it. They want to do it. it. They no don't want to wash not. their hands, but they also don't want to be judged for not doing their hands. Not so washing they fake their it. hands, so they fake it. Oh exactly. boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! If you're gonna feel bad for someone judging you for not for doing something, then don't fucking do it. That's weird, man. Would that be coming? <laughs> Come on! It's probably the right thing to do. If yeah, everyone else is doing it. Yeah, it's not like someone's judging you for like reading Twilight or like watching some weird shows. Like, no, this is no, this is important. This is important. <laughs> it's weird because you kind of learn that like when you're in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, how do you People, get to be an adult? And you're like, you know, what? <laughs> what did you do the last twelve years? You know, it's like, didn't you learn? Yeah. Yeah, people die. People, you can people can die from you. So that's just you can die from you. It's right. like you go eat and put your hands close to your mouth. Like there's listen, you scratch your ass and then eat a sandwich. What do you think is gonna happen? <laughs> You're gonna eat some of that ass that you sandwich. <laughs> you know, if the doctor says, Oh, you have E. coli, well I don't know what surprise. happened. Big surprise, you know. <laughs> When the I doctor gotta, has to ask you, do you wash your hands? <laughs> I think you need to question what you're doing. <laughs> what you're remember, not remember, doing. That, uh, remember the Seinfeld uh, episode where uh, his girlfriend, they go to this pizza place and her uncle's name is Poppy or something. And he goes, I'm going to make a special pizza just for you, Jerry. He sees him in the bathroom. He comes out of a stall. He doesn't wash his hands. He goes right back into the kitchen and makes the pizza. <laughs> you know, kneads the dough. And he brings out the pizza and Jerry's so freaked out. And he's all, go ahead, have a slice. Jerry's all, <laughs> he doesn't want to say why. And they're all insulted. He's all, do I have to? I saw you come out of the jaw and get your hands into the dough. I don't want to eat this pizza. <laughs> I love that. Such a good episode. So those two yeah. girls should watch that. <laughs> uh, I'm sad that the mic cut out your joke, John. Oh, is that? Um, it's my. I got a cheap mic. Is it because I got too loud? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, we, we I didn't get to like. We didn't get to hear, hear what we didn't get to hear what Jerry said. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe I should move the mic up. It always seems like the mic is a little too far away from my mouth. Uh, you said the laugh also knocks out the mic. Yes. So I, can stop laughing. Yeah. I think it's the, I think it's the, it might not be, I think it might be the Google software that does it. Uh, Google Meet automatically has a, a, a noise gate. Uh, it's called the uh, noise cancellation. 
Oh. Uh, it, I think it, um, so it not, cuts out the background noise, but if you get too loud, yeah, it'll. it'll okay. Well, out. I'll whisper the punchline. So they're like, hey, Poppy made a, a nice special pizza for you, Jerry. Go ahead, have a slice. And he's all, I don't want. They cut it out again. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, he says, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. But, but picture him crying. He says, I don't want to. Uh, so I'm going to talk like Jack Webb from now on, and there'll be no highs or lows. It'll just be like, just the facts, man. Mm-hmm. I'm killing the show. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You've murdered the show. You are. We're, wait, we're waiting for Mario to take over. Welcome back, John. Mindly staring at something. Welcome back, know. John. Welcome back. What do I always tell you? <laughs> I listen on... Shows that I'm not there, it always sounds better. <laughs> that is not true, John. That is no. not true. I had a little I swear thing. to God. I always go, God, this thing just rolls right along when I'm not there. <laughs> uh, who is there? Who's, whose turn is it? Oh, it was the the wash hands. I don't think Anita gave an answer. She she gave it a no, two. She gave, two. One. She gave oh, it a two. two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, there are nine. There are nine. But they have no problem fighting with you in public. Say that again? There are nine, but they have no problem fighting with you in public. Fighting with me? Like arguing, like it's screaming. Okay. Oh, arguing. Oh. Mm. It I could be a I... fist fight if you prefer that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Um, yeah, I don't think I would enjoy that physical or verbal, so I'll knock, it, I'll knock them down to a, to a six. Oh, okay, very good, very good. All right, Anita. Uh, no, Jake is Jake is going to be the last one. Jake, okay. there are nine, but they've never once cut their toenails in their life. Yeah, but how's like, that possible? Are they long? Are they really <laughs> yeah, like they're like? Do, raptor do they just feet. not grow? Do they're they like, not grow? They're like raptor feet. <laughs> raptor feet. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I just imagine being in bed too, and they're like trying to like put their feet on you, and you're just getting like scratched up. <laughs> well, welcome, that's a, welcome that's to, a two. Well, that's a two. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. Welcome to Jurassic Park. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, good job. That game, by the way, is called uh, They're a 10 Butt. Actually, you can pick it up at Target. That was interesting. It's from the people who, uh, from the creators of What Do You Meme? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> there are 10 but There's the there's the box right there. There are 10 but There are 10 but There are 10 but I've seen some 10 butts around here, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's walking around the house double caked up. Um, all right, you guys. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I hear it a lot. Anyway, we will be right back uh, after these messages. From our sponsor, Topo. Uh, Welcome back to the podcast. John, conspiracy theory. The same guy that wrote Blondie's Rapture wrote Grim Grinning Ghosts. Really? That's my theory. That's my theory. Oh, I'm going that can't be right, but that's funny. Doesn't it sound like it? Doesn't it sound like? Uh yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little, a little bit. bit. Not the part so where she raps. Not the part where she raps. Right. Just the right. beginning of. Uh, 
Yeah. Who is that guy? Is that that guy that did uh, A Pirate's Life for Me? Is it that Existencio? Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a great name. X. They get to call him X. Yeah, it has X to be Xavier, right? It's got to be, but I love it. A man named Javier. X. Javier. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, but that, that uh, I feel like the bass line is uh, do, 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 do. Yeah. Do, 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 do. And then she, they've got the bells in there. You know? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear Thurl Raven. Thurl Ravenscroft going. Uh, rapture. Yeah, just the rap part. Fab Fry is Freddy. Just the rap part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That almost, he almost sounds like a rapper. Thurl Ravenscroft almost sounds like a rapper. Flash MC is cool. Flash is fast. <laughs> Paul Freeze doing fl- that. Yeah. Paul mm-hmm. Freeze. Mm-hmm. I am your ghost host. Uh, Nate, give uh, Grandmaster Flash getting a name check in there. Uh, mm. All right, guys. Uh, let's talk about this week's movie. Speaking of 80s music. Yeah. Who's gonna read the yeah. Who's gonna read the breakdown? Jake, are you gonna read it, or do you want me to? I'm ready to go. Go, honey. All right. Gross point blank. Directed by George Armit- Armitage. 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 Uh, released April eleventh, nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, after assassin Martin Blank. Uh, has trouble focusing on his work, resulting in a failed assignment. He returns to his hometown, Gross Point, Michigan, for his tenure as a school reunion, where he meets Debbie Newberry, uh, an old girlfriend. He stood up for for the prom. Martin's secretary sets up a hit for him while he's in town, but Martin starts to reconsider his life. Meanwhile, he's hounded by an unstable hitman rival, Grosser. Uh, with a box, uh, or sorry, with a budget of 15 million, Mario, what'd you think it made? Uh, this is a kind of a hit. Uh, I think I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it made a hundred million. Anita, mm. I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm gonna say 85. 85. And John, what'd you think it made? Yeah, I think it was a hit. I don't think it was a monster hit, so I'm going to go even lower. I'm going to say it made $50 million. Uh, John is the closest without going over with the total box office of $31 million. Oh, what was the – and what was the – how much? Budget did? was $15 million. So it doubled, so it doubled, its, doubled, money. It, it doubled yeah. its money. It doubled its money. Not bad. It, did, it, did, it doubled did. its money. Uh, well, all right, yeah. so let's see. I'm going to read the, uh, the Leonard Malton, uh, and then you guys tell me what you think Leonard Malton rated it. On a scale of one to four stars, and remember, he does give halves. So, on a scale of one to four halves, this is what Leonard Malton has to say: Professional hitman combines business with pleasure when he attends his ten-year high school reunion while on assignment. But the girl he dumped, and now all his friends, want to know why and how he disappeared. Cusack co-wrote and co-produced the sharp black comedy, brimming with hip dialogue and loaded with attitude. But the climactic violence leaves a bad taste and undermines the comedy. What do you guys think he, uh, Jake, what do you think he ranked it out of four? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, Anita? Two. Uh, John? Uh, so Leonard Malton gives five is the highest, right? Four. Uh, four. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll say he gave it a two. Two and a half. Jake okay. was right. Two and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. More importantly, what did you guys give it? So uh, I think John and I had seen this. Uh, yeah. I saw this in theaters. 
We probably uh, saw it together. I think uh, you saw it in theaters, really. My wife and I definitely saw this together in theaters. Yeah, we definitely saw this together. Um, uh, Anita, you had never seen it. Never seen it. Anita's a big fan of the rom com, and uh, I forgot this is this is a rom com. And uh, Jake had never seen it. Jake's our Jake's our resident comic. Never even heard of it. Right. I never Honestly, thought. I never heard of it either. But I. <laughs> I never thought that I never liked the title very much because I get because if you don't know what Gross Point is. You know, and his name is Blank. It seems a little too. It's simultaneously too on the nose and too vague to really understand. <laughs> it's kind of a weird title. It's probably, once you watch the movie, it makes sense. But until you, <laughs> until that point, you're like, I yeah. don't understand. This is a very uh, odd choice of movie right. Title. I would have, I would have named this movie Ten Years, Man. Ten Years. That's what I would have named it. There you go. Um, the great, great, great was a great scene. The great, ten years, ten <laughs> years. <laughs> Um, if you guys got the feeling that, um, if you guys got the feeling that this was shot in Uptown Whittier, you're close. It was shot up in like Montrose, I think. Um, yeah, somewhere, I, some, I, I was the whole time I was thinking, is this really Detroit? <laughs> no, I think they, they did like the, uh, the exteriors of course near, near Detroit. But, uh, uh, anyway, let's get sort of, I want, I'm curious to see what Anita thought of this. Cause this is kind of a rom-com. Um, I don't know how I feel about this movie. I feel like I need to watch it one more time. Right. Because. Well, that's good. That means you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Right. I just don't know how to quite pinpoint how I feel about it. So I don't want to judge it too hard off the bat. Right. Um, all of the actors, everyone that was casted were great. Right. Um, they all did a really good job. John Cusack was, I mean, he's like a classic in any rom-com. And I love all of those, like, say uh, say, say anything. and, and Say anything, right. Pretty in Pink, like right. all of that, like that's right up my alley. So I enjoyed that part. The soundtrack was smart, which I appreciated. Like I liked the part in the very beginning. I was like, what is he doing? And I was like, oh, he's washing his eye. And then they were playing, like, I can see clearly now. Yeah. <laughs> it, was really, it was really smart. So like, I appreciated that. And the rest of the soundtrack was very like fun and poppy and nineties to eighties that feel right there. So and they also good. didn't, they also didn't make a lot of obvious picks for like eighties mm-hmm. music. They, they, no. kind, they kind of did some, some deep dives, which I thought was cool. Uh, they didn't do like the usual, like, "Hey, we're gonna play Duran Duran, and we're gonna play yeah. Aha, and we're gonna play, you know, Cindy Lauper," <laughs> and you know, they they really they really it really felt like a real like if someone was putting together a playlist of their high school, you know, yeah, like that felt like those felt like real that felt like a real radio play right there. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. It wasn't. And then they played like white lines at the reunion. And then Bob was like walking around asking everyone <laughs> if they wanted to do Coke. That's right. I liked the rom com fact that I liked it and I didn't like the relationship. I liked how straightforward, um, what is her name? Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Yeah, Mini Driver. Debbie, Debbie. 
Yeah, I liked how straightforward she is. I like that they didn't like drag out like, oh, I'm mad at you. Like when they kissed when they first saw each other was really funny. I was just like, oh, like to me, if you really did care for someone like that and you saw them after so long and you knew that they were okay because you hadn't heard from that, that seems like a normal human reaction rather than I feel like most rom-coms would have made you like work so hard for them to like mm-hmm. right. like each other again. Oh, God, but I miss like, you oh. Fuck you. You're still alive. Yeah, the like, they would have did like an hour of back and forth and they mm. didn't do that, which I liked. Like I was like, yeah, if you really did care about someone and you were concerned about their safety and you hadn't seen them in so long, like that to me is a more natural reaction to seeing them again. She was happy. Uh, then she was pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which, yeah, I feel like is the natural. Like she was like, like a whole, what was it, like days later, she like slapped him when they were right. about to hook up in the nurse's office. Right. Like, mm-hmm. she was yeah. like, I'm missing something here. Like, <laughs> I can't quite pinpoint what it is. Like, oh, there it is. Like, right. I just, I did like that dynamic of their relationship. I didn't feel the chemistry a lot, but I did like that, that part that they built out about their relationship. Um, when she was like, I bought a $700 palm dress. I was like, who's buying their high school or a $700 prom dress. But I looked up where gross point is and I was like, Oh, this is a very rich high end neighborhood. Right. In, right. 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 In Michigan. Like, okay, this makes and sense. And the dad's living in a, you know, the, they're living in a mansion. Basically. In a mansion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I liked was when he would tell everyone that he was like a professional killer and everyone would just be like, ha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, haha, so funny. He's like, no, he's what did his buddy say? His buddy's like, wait, how are the benefits of that? Like, how are the. Yeah, right. Hiding in plain sight. Look, look at hiding yeah. in plain sight. Right. Yeah. Um, I yeah. did, I did like the ridiculousness of Dan. I appreciated the uh, ridiculousness of Dan Aykroyd's character as the rival. Um, and I love, I love, because you need that to be the, you need some lightness in that area. Cause it does get dark, right? He, he like straight yeah. up, he straight up murders the guy with the pen. You know what I mean? So you see that he is lethal, yeah, right? You know, cause some of the, some of the, some of the assassination stuff is played for laughs. Like, right. Like he shoots the guy on the bike in the beginning and then they, that starts out that whole chain and then. Dan Aykroyd comes out, and you know you're just like, "What the fuck?" And then talking about his ride or die friend. What? Sorry. Oh, are you you talking about? We can talk. Are you talking about Jeremy Piven? When he like, like that's your ultimate buddy. He just comes up, helps you. Literally helps him hide the body. I mean, no, this happens all the time. He's just like, (laughs) he didn't even hesitate. No hesitation. Like, what do you need? (laughs) Yeah, they just throw the thing in the incinerator. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Don't worry, nobody's coming after this guy. Like, you know, you're fine." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." Did you believe John Cusick is an assassin? Like, uh, it was moves. You well, know, he's I a think com- he, you know, it's I, a comedy, but he they really gave him all the moves with the guns and the fighting and all that. I think he, um, I think he he does a he is an actual kickboxer. Like that's what he does, not like professionally, mm-hmm. but I think he knows he's a tra- he's trained in kickboxing. Um, I don't think he could fight. Uh, okay, so the the assassin he fights in the hallway is the guy by the name of uh, Benny. I think it's Urquidez, mm-hmm. and he was also known as Benny the Jet before the kid from the Sandlot took his nickname. But Benny the Jet was an actual. He was like a. He was like a an actual professional uh, boxer. He was a professional boxer. I think he was like a prize winning mm-hmm. fighter, prize winning kickboxer. He made a couple of Jackie Chan movies and. 
He mm. pissed Jackie Chan off. He punched Jackie Chan like in the face while they were fighting because he would go so hard. And Jackie Chan got pissed at him because it's like, hey, you know, we're like, we're not really fighting here. And he would like take it like seriously. So he was like a, he was like an actual train. He's short, but he's an actual trained like kickboxer. He's like a, he's, he's a champion uh, kickboxer. So he's, he's got a real reputation. So to see him sparring with that guy was kind of cool because he was using actual moves. Um, but I don't think he could really beat him up in real life, maybe. But and that was that was a little. It was a little harder to believe that than all the gunplay. After a yeah. while, you you know, at first you're just like, really, it's John Cusack. But there's so much with the guns and stuff, you just start believing it. You're right. When he's fighting the the terrorist by his locker, yeah, you're kind of going, well, I don't know. This is a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I uh, I think in that line of work, I think he, you know, I think I, I it that sh- scene wasn't shot in a way where he had to do anything physically, like where I couldn't believe he could do it. You know what I mean? Like John Cusack yeah. seems like he's in decent shape. Um, yeah, I do think it's funny when the in the in the um, when they're sh- having the shootout in the store. John Cusack just looks like he's just like it's weird. It looks it looks like he's playing with squirt guns or something. The way he's yeah. shooting the yeah, he's just all pew 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 pew. There's a lot of that in here where I'm like, oh really? Is that how you shoot a gun? I don't know. It doesn't look like. But again, I think that's just supposed to be part of the comedy too. I think. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to take it too seriously, um, but uh, I do love the scene where Joan Cusack, his sister, not playing a sister. I love the scene where she's burning. She's like lighting the. She's got the cigarette in her mouth and she's like about to torch the office because they're gonna like they're gonna get rid of everything and she's just yeah. in the office with like the cigarette in her mouth. I've I, I always like that scene. Yeah, I, I I buy John, I buy him as being able to kill from far away, I guess, Anita. I guess that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would, you know, put him up there with my but you never know. I mean, look at look at uh, Keanu Reeves as John Wick. It's like, you know, you would never Keanu Reeves is so mellow. He's such a laid Have back you seen those dude. Training videos. Then you watch the training does? videos oh on YouTube, and you're like, "This guy really is John Wick." Cold blooded. <laughs> no, but Keanu Reeves seems tormented to me. He's like, I can't. That's <laughs> yeah. it. He, John just seems so like bubbly and like really? lucky and yeah. Well, no, I'll I tell see, you this. I see some pain in those eyes. I'll tell you this on this picture. I'll tell you this in in. Um, here's why I think. John Cusack is a good actor. When we watched him in Con Air, and he's like the nerdy agent, right? And he's in charge of all these prisoners. When that guy gets his gun out and stuff, and he's kind of in trouble, you're like, oh, this guy's out of his league, right? But when, mm-hmm. but if you put John Cusack's character from from that, from Gross Point Blank in Con Air, you'd be like, oh, he's going to be able to handle himself. I feel like he'll be okay. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like it's maybe the way the character's written, too. I think that's, right. you know, Yeah. Um, yeah, where he really shines in this movie is like the scenes with his mom, like where you see him being mm-hmm. tortured, like he's kind of like, you know, or you know, he's he's guilt, he has guilt about, you know, or the scene where he has the reunion with the teacher and he genuinely seems happy to see her, you know, yeah. and you can tell they had a rapport, and you know, maybe he kind of had a crush on her back in the day or whatever. Um, <laughs> I always think that that's a that's a really great, you know, like he really does well in those scenes. Um, and I also think he, he plays well against Dan Aykroyd. Uh, like when they're talking about putting together, he's putting together, oh, I'm putting together a union and we're all going to be in it. And they're, they're, you know, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I see, I can see where you would have a problem with that, Anita. 
I could totally it just, see. His acting was great. I right. just, I was just like, you, you were him, too, when you, he's doing his assassin scenes, I'm like, he just didn't seem as convincing. In my well, it's mind. the Armageddon, mm-hmm. it's the Armageddon conundrum. You can get a guy like, you know, Steven Seagal to do all the moves, but then he's going to be a terrible actor and not be able to do the yeah. comedy, you know? That's why when we right. watch, that's why when we watch True Lies, Arnold Schwarzenegger being able to do the comedy, you're like, holy cow, he can be funny, you know, like uh, he can be <laughs> he can be intentionally funny, right? Um, so you know, you're kind of like, but it's there's very few actors that could pull that off because I think you need a little bit of you need some depth for the scenes with Minnie Driver. Mm-hmm. I think you, yeah. you need him to be able to because she's a good actress, and you need him to be able to play off of those, like that whole scene in the radio in the booth where she's got him on the air and she's grilling him. Just the way she's looking at him, and she's like, "That was great." She's waiting to see his reaction, and she knows she's kind of got him, you know, under a microscope, and she knows how uncomfortable he is. You know, uh, I thought that that was it's, a great it's scene, all, and it's all out there over the airwaves, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's out there spilling yeah. into people's houses. Uh, I, I think they had they had good chemistry. The two of them had good chemistry. You forget how good she is, and really, all that ratatat dialogue. Not too many actors can do that sort of mile a minute rat-a-tat dialogue in the banter uh, he's a, he's a guy that can really do it you know uh yeah they kept up with each other right uh, you know it's kind of funny because you, you mini driver kind of had a moment i forgot what her breakout role was she had a breakout role in something and then you know she made a few she, she like the 90s the late a 90s good, goodwill hunting i think the late 90s were really her thing and then she just kind of faded out tarzan tarzan but uh, yeah, and the thing is, she could she can do a perfect American accent. You know, she's British. You absolutely believe her as being from you know Detroit. You know, right, right, right. Plus, she had that frizzy hair that that put her on the map too. She had the frizzy hair and the freckles, and everybody's yeah. like, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, what did you think of this one? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just. I liked it. I liked the chemistry between John Cusack and Minnie Driver. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't laugh too much in this for it being a rom-com. I just felt like the tones were so different. You felt like it was you know? two movies that didn't work? Yeah, it was like there was, it was like you, an action movie that was trying to turn itself into a rom-com, but then kind of leaned too much into the action part where it kind of take, like, you don't, I don't know. Like, if you're gonna make it a rom com and have it be like this, what there's um there's one with um who is it? It was Tom Cruise and someone else was like uh Jack and Jill or right night, night and day. No, is uh I think it's Jack and Jill. Who am I thinking of? No, there's, I forget what there's it was. one called Night and Day, which seems like Mister and Mrs. Smith. That's something, Mister and Mrs. Smith. Oh, sorry. that's uh Brangelina. Brangelina, yeah. Oh, Anita's I feel like that was more of like an oh, action sort of like romantic sort of rom-com thing that plays into plays into the action a little bit more, but finds a way to make both, it work. Because they're both they're both in that, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is just very. It's a very jarring difference between the the rom the between like the comedy bits that you're in the romantic part you're in, and then the action movie that you're trying to shoehorn into it. it I'll tell you the difference, different. Jake. Though I think the I think the difference here is that the uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is like a huge budget movie, right? That's true. This seems very, this seems to like keep to its rom-com roots where it's very low budget, you know, that's shot in a certain way and it's shot on certain locations that don't imply that they spent a huge amount of money on it. There's not mm-hmm. like a huge amount of like 
these glossy shots. Everything's shot kind of like a rom-com. Yeah, it was only a $15 million budget, which is, you know. Not a lot. Not a whole lot, not but lot. yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they, yeah, with their budget, they were trying to lean too much into the action where they didn't have the budget for it. Okay. Right. You know, and maybe leaning more into the comedic side of it or putting a more comedic spin on the, like on the, on the action or on his, like, uh, on his job being an assassin. Right. But yeah, I mean, like I said, all the characters are great. Um, I really enjoyed, yeah, Paul, what's Sparecki, Sparecki, Jeremy Piven. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a great character. Yeah, the scene where they're like, 10 years, 10. Totally reminds me of, yeah, a right. uh, friend you haven't seen in 10 years. Right. And just bump into them <laughs> like, fucking 10 years. I have a friend. I have a friend who like that. Like, I don't see him for fucking years. And I bump into him. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, come on. 10 talk years, man. Once, talk to me once in a while. 10 years. I love it. But yeah, you pick it back up like nothing happens. So, I, I, you know. I will say that one thing that this movie nails is the awkwardness of going to your reunion for the first time. I thought, oh my was, God, that was very stressful. I thought they Has I th- anyone been to their reunion? Am yeah. I the only one? Oh, yeah. I've been to. Uh, I've never I, been to. Uh, I've never been to a. I've never been to a class reunion. I just had no interest. <laughs> it's it's exactly the way it is. It's exactly the way it is. Um, because nobody changes. I always hear that everybody's exactly the way you left them, and so no. like, well, I, I didn't. Li- I didn't like them twenty years right. ago. Not so. necessarily. You know, it, it is weird to see people. It is kind of weird to see. I think Facebook and and social media has taken a lot of that away. Yeah. Um, I thought my first mm. ten year reunion was much more. Uh, jar- my my tenure reunion was much more jarring um, than like the, the the couple I've had since because I I see people on social media so you kind of know mm. what they're up to, um, but yeah it's uh, it's 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 interesting and it, there there is a there is a certain weird kind of uh, uh, awkwardness to it and um, uh, you know you had the one guy drinking at the bar all night I thought that was like you know he just stayed at the bar then you have the one guy still trying to pick fights I had a guy at my ten year reunion uh, come up to me. He obviously knew who I was, and I didn't remember who he was. And he's like, you don't remember me, do you? And I was like, no, I don't. He's like, you don't? You don't remember me? And just kept going with it until it was super awkward. And then I finally had to just be like, well, why don't you tell me your name so I remember who you are? And, you know, he finally did. And then I found out he did that to a bunch of people. He was just going around. He was just going around going, you don't remember me, do you? And I'm like, wow, that's what a weird resentment to have. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, like why did you show up to this? Did he because he Oh, John cut out. Didn't know anybody when he was going there. Maybe, know? yeah. I don't know what the I don't know That's what that was. Yeah. I don't know what that was, you know, and it was like That's what? a weird resentment. Maybe you didn't have a lot of friends, you know. And I just said, yeah. you know, you know, I I wasn't trying to, you know, I, I go I, he's like, "Oh, you don't remember? You don't remember me?" I said, "No, I I said, but I don't remember a lot of people, so I it don't feel don't feel bad, you know." Yeah, you're not special. Like, I don't <laughs> You were being a gentleman, you know, yeah. you weren't like, uh, you know. Yeah, it was weird. It was really, really weird. And then the, well, the, the last one I went to, I think we had some, uh, there was an incident where, you know, things got weird with some people and it was just like, wow, that's, that's uncomfortable. 30 years later, you think uh, we'd be, yeah. we'd be beyond that, but no, we're still, uh, there's still some high school drama to be had. So yeah, mm. reunion, uh, uh, but fortunately mm. no. No kickboxing assassins turned up at our uh, at our. Yeah, <laughs> that's a shame. Uh, John, what do you think of this one? 
I like this one a lot. It's not perfect. It, it's there are moments where it's a little it's a little odd. They don't quite get the tone right, but for the most part, it's a pleasure to see him. His interactions with Minnie Driver are great and believable, and it's I love all his all the scenes with him and Dan Aykroyd are just hilarious. You know the thing in the diner where he you know, Dan Aykroyd walks in with a gun in a bag. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I think and, uh, uh, I think I think Hank Azaria goes, "Oh, he's brown bagging it today," which always yeah. makes me laugh. Always makes me laugh. Yeah. All that stuff is great. All the scenes with Dan Aykroyd are just spot on because, you know, who better to play us like to, to play a, a hired killer than Dan Aykroyd, you know? Right. Um, all that stuff. He can rattle off all that jargon and it's just perfectly believable, you know? So, um, yeah, all that stuff was great. I also, it was way too short, but I loved all the, all his interactions with, um, Alan Arkin. I oh, thought, right. You right. know, yeah. he's, he's barely in it, but every scene, I think the scenes I laughed the the loudest were all the scenes with him talking to Alan Arkin on the phone or that, that quick scene in the office. <laughs> right. That last time you see him and he's pulling the phone out of the wall. He's like, I, I, he's firing me, but I'd never want to hear this guy's voice again. Right. Uh, I like when he says, Oh, that doesn't make me feel good. Oh no. Wow. Uh, Alan Arkin's the greatest. I mean, geez, give him five minutes and he's still memorable, you know? Right. Um, so I don't know. And the soundtrack is great. You're right. It's a smart soundtrack. They didn't go for the obvious hits. You know, um, I just love all that. It, it all, it all fits. So I guess Joe Strummer did the actual soundtrack, but then all those songs, they very much are of their time. You know, you get the clash and the specials right. and, uh, echo and the bunny man. I mean, they really nailed the, the, uh, they really nailed the time period. I'll you know, tell you that's what. what they would have been listening to. You think, Mini Driver's character and John Cusack, that's what they would have been listening to back right. back then, you know. And they were yeah. smart enough to go, okay, they, they graduated in 86, but they're not using music from 86. They're using music from the early 80s, 82, mm -hmm. 83, because that's what they would have right. been listening to. That's what you're listening to, right? You're not just listening to the music right. of that year. You're listening to everything leading up to that. So and Bingo. But you really hit it on the head, Mario. And the, the movies that are smart about it, like American Graffiti, they're really smart. It's 63, but they're still listening to stuff from like 59 and 58. You right. Know what I mean, you, people don't, it's not like perfectly curated. Like, okay, it's this year. That's all they're listening to. And George Lucas said, no, they're still, playing, it's only 63. They're still playing Buddy Holly and you know, right. uh, Richie Valens. That stuff doesn't disappear just because it's 1960 now. You know? Right. Exactly. So there's always some bleed over, you know, like in high school, there's always people that just listen to the old stuff. Like me, I wasn't listening to the new stuff. I was the knucklehead, you know, listening to stuff from, you know, 10, 15 years earlier. Right. You right. know, and I, so they, they, you could never peg me because I wasn't, you know, you had a couple punk rockers in the corner. Most people were, you know, like metalheads or you know, ZZ Top or Ted Nugent. And they always thought I was nuts because I was listening to stuff from like 66. And they're like, what the, you know, what did you do? Disappear for 10 years? What happened? You know? 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, I think they they really did a good job with uh, some of the with those selections. Like, yeah, you're right. You don't you don't you're not just listening to stuff. You know, when I was in high school, there was still stuff from early the early '80s that we were listening to, and it would get played at the dances. You know, yeah, there's all yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the stuff she's playing the, on her radio show, she's playing Faith No More and the Pixies, and you're going, yeah, this is a natural progression. You know, you know. It's, it's like you'd go, oh, this is great. It would be great to have a little local DJ that, like a storefront. You, it seems like that only exists in the movies where you've got a DJ. I think, like, do the right thing. Do He's the right thing, right, 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 right. 
and you go, God, I don't know if that that must have existed somewhere, but you never see you never see that. Like the local DJ is in a storefront with windows. You could look in and see him doing it. You know, right? And he's looking out and you know, kind of playing a playing a soundtrack for what's going on. Yeah, but she's uh, but she, yeah, exactly. She's looking out the window and she's she was very believable as a DJ. You know, that doesn't always work, but she was very believable with all the pattern. As in fact, she sounded like somebody who'd been doing it long enough that she's almost sick of it. You know. Right. Right. So I don't know. I always, I, when it came out, I dug it. I probably haven't seen it, you know, probably in a good 20 years, but, uh, I was laughing through the whole thing. So I thought, well, it's not perfect, but you don't get too many comedies that are, th- that are this consistently funny all the way through, uh, particularly I, something with a dark subject matter, like a hitman. You know? Right. And, uh, you know, you, you get the great, always great Joan Cusack in the office. Oh God, she's great. <laughs> always good. Uh, she turns up in a couple of, uh, there's a couple of movies where they're both in it, not as siblings, right? This is not the, f- the only movie where she's, there's a couple other movies that they're both in. They're in, they're in a couple together. I think they turn up in 16 candles together, uh, but yeah. not together. They're both in it though. Yeah. She's great. I don't know. She should be doing more movies. Yeah, Always good. He should be doing more movies. I, I can't remember the last thing I saw him in, but he doesn't seem to be doing much lately. And he can do a lot. He can do comedy. He can do drama. We saw him in Eight Men Out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I, I like this one too, John. Um, uh, and, and, and let me tell you this that was being played as someone who went to high school in the 80s. Um, you know, they, they do nail the, the music pretty well. Um, and, uh, I forgot. There was something else I was going to say that was I can't remember, but uh, yeah, uh, I didn't graduate in '86, but I was close. And so, uh, when I did always, you graduate, Mario? I graduated. I, we're not going to talk about that. It was the late '80s. No, I graduated in 1989, so I would have there been a, I would have been a little sophomore when these kids were running around the campus. Mm. Um, let me let me ask you this question, guys. Uh, why was that couple wearing a wedding dress at the? reunion oh yeah i thought there was more to that maybe i thought they came from their wedding because he was like they just got hitched yeah yeah oh okay okay i thought there was more to it like something that happened when they were uh uh like uh, when they were going to high school like she he had to marry her or something like that i don't know that was cool but yeah that makes sense that came from the wedding yeah that's they should have Probably they just kind of like glossed right over that, but it was kind of weird to see him walking in like that. It, the one thing I liked was the, the the one scene I always like is the um, you know she's got the it's the scene with a lady holding the baby. Yeah, and, and, she, and, and, oh, she, yeah. and she's she's like, no, it's great, you know, it's it's really you know, without overselling it or without somebody trying too hard to be, you just had the feeling that that woman. Whoever she was always had her shit together, even back in high school. And there's always <laughs> someone you know like that. Yeah. There's always someone you know that just has it together. They've got life figured out. And, uh, you know, and she's still doing it like 10 years later. You're like, well, this lady's going to be fine. Like, you don't worry about that lady. You know, you're just like, oh, she's going to be good. You know, she's going to have a good life. She probably married a good guy. Um, They're mature. There's always somebody who's mature beyond their years. Yeah. I got the, I got the and, sense that that was that girl in, in school. Yeah. You know? And the kids are going to be, her kids are going to be just fine. Right. She's, right. Real, she's really got her priorities straight. Right. You know? And, and I, you have the, yeah. you have the idea that, uh, that John Cusack had a real affinity for her. Maybe he didn't have a mm-hmm. crush on her, but it was someone he was actually fond of. I thought that was really nice without mm-hmm. saying too much or without 
being overwritten. I thought that was a really great character to for him to just interact yeah. with because we all it have made a little peck on the cheek. So yeah. you like, yeah, it was really sweet. Yeah, you you realize that they probably had like some kind of bond, or they you know they probably had a lot of classes together, and they probably maybe you know maybe it was someone that he confided in, you know. The, 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 you know, back in the day, uh, but she just seemed like that person that you always know one person like that. They've just got life figured out, even when they were, yeah, even when yeah. they were kids back then. You know, they're like oh, one in a million. So cute. Yeah, the, the, the baby was cute when he's just staring at the baby, and the baby staring back. It's like <laughs> I yeah. love the look. I love the look on the on John Cusack's face when the baby smiles at him. It's a real sort of like <laughs> epiphany. Like, oh wow, uh, yeah, right. I've life. Been, <laughs> I've been killing these people. Uh, what I I do want to ask you guys the the one question I want to ask everybody: Do you find it believable that she would stay with him? Like at the end, do you find that believable mm. that she can overlook his? Uh, I mean, because he did save her dad's life, right? I think that's a biggie. I think she was ready to call it off. And when he saves, I think that he you know he said you know, of all the dumb luck. And I also love when they're hiding in the bathtub and he goes, "Will you marry me?" And he's all, "You have my blessing." <laughs> <laughs> And I thought probably it would not have gone down like that if, if he hadn't saved her dad's life. That it's it probably no, she probably was done with him. Yeah, right. That would have. That's the only way it would have worked. I agree with exactly because mm-hmm. she yeah. saved his dad's life. So in a way, that's that good writing because yeah. because that would not have been believable if they'd end up together any other way. You know, that just wouldn't have been believable. That, that you know, so that's great. When he opens it up and goes, "Of all the dumb luck." <laughs> I love when he says, uh, when, he, when, save he, her dad. "When he comes in and he's like, he's like giving her the speech, and she's like, make this gun work. Like that's all she's interested in. You know, that's make so real. This gun work. Make this yeah. gun work. Uh, oh, we're getting the 3D uh, food prep uh, from Anita again. So let's uh, let's let's go ahead and score so Anita can have her lunch. Uh, John, what do you rank uh, Gross Point Blank? What do you give it? I give this an eight. This is a solid comedy. Everybody's great in it. All right. Uh, Jake, what do you give it? I'm going to give it a six. Going to give it a six? Okay. Same as Casablanca. On par with Casablanca. On par with Casablanca. Uh, Anita? I'm going to give it a six. On par with Casablanca. Uh, I give it a seven. I'm going to give it a seven right in, right in between. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all work, but I think it's still mm-hmm. fun. I like John Cusack. Um, the soundtrack gets uh, major points for me. Um, mm-hmm. And they avoided using Psycho Killer by uh, Talking Heads, which was... I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if it was set in 78, that would have been the yeah. one to play. <laughs> Psycho Killer. Uh, what was I watching where the... Uh, what show was I watching where someone's listening to that song and they're honking along? They go, uh, they go, Psycho Killer, Kiss Kiss Say. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, they start honking. What, what was that? Yeah, what was it? Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was shrinking. The neighbor, the neighbor. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they're talking about the neighbor lady. They're like, oh, she's been helping me out. And they cut to her and she's singing. She's sitting in the driveway singing Psycho Killer and she starts honking the horn to the. Crazy. That was very funny. Uh, all right, guys, what a great show. Good movie. I Good for- time. I forgot to look at what's up next. Small crush on Mini Driver now. Thank you for oh, that. Oh, great. See? She's very cute. Mm-hmm. She sure is. Uh, Uba Duba. Uh, to on. quote George Jetson, Uba Duba. Is that George mm-hmm. Jetson? Uba Duba. That's George Jetson. They were trying to give him something like Yabba Dabba Doo, but it didn't take off. Uba Duba. 
They said, you know, Fred Flintstone, it works. George Jetson doesn't quite work. I like that they left the, 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 like the B sound in there. It's a lot of emphasis. A lot of emphasis on the B sound, you know, like the uba duba yaba daba. Right, right. And I think he's referring to uh, uh, Gina Lola Jupiter. <laughs> on TV, it's Gina Lola Jupiter. He's all uba duba. Oh, Gina wow. Lola Jupiter. Uh, I didn't know that was a that was a. They, oh, so the Jetsons would do that too. So instead of rock, it was like something uh, futuristic. Right. Exactly. They put it in space or cosmic. Or give them a futuristic catchphrase like Uba Duba. Uba Duba. It's so weird. So, well, that was kind of like, that wasn't, you know, Yabba Dabba Doo wasn't scripted. It was supposed to be like hip hip hooray. And Alan Reed said, I don't know. That doesn't sound like something Fred would say. How about I come up with something else? And they're like, fine. If it feels good, do it. So he said, yabba dabba do. Wow. And like, all right, it's in. Is that so true? That wasn't like in the script. That was Alan Reed just kind of cooked that up off the top of his head. You know? Wow. Wow. Genius. <laughs> well, it wasn't Hanna-Barbera. Psycho killer. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Maybe we should have David. Maybe we should have David Byrne going yabba dabba do. No, you have uh, you have your god psycho dang... caveman. Hey, there you go. <laughs> no, you have uh, psycho... you have Bing Crosby do it. Psycho killer. Yes, kiss, Gotta run, 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 run far, far, far away. There you go. Ain't no doubt about it. That boy's crazy. Ooh. Ah, here we go. Okay, so next, uh, what do we do? We did. Oh, we went back in time. A bug's for, life for Gross Point Blank. Uh, we did. Blade. We took a, we we took a journey hour. into time. What did we skip? Oh, uh, so Jake and uh, uh, we're speaking of John Cusack. We're going to see him again this week's movie. Very heavy. Uh, Anita, I'm sorry. This one's like three hours long. Anita. What is it? It's called The Thin Red Line. We're going to watch that one. Thin Red Line. Thin Red Line. Uh, and it is a... It's Ter It's the only Terrence Malick movie we're going to be doing. Uh, one of the all... A great director who only does a movie like every, what, 10 years, John? Well, for a while he was doing one like every 20 years. And then finally... He went crazy and like put out maybe like three, three in three years. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think. Oh, it's only two like, hours and 50 minutes. That's good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Only felt, two hours I, and 50 minutes. You mm -hmm. know, when I saw that in the theater, it felt like four hours. So that's weird. I guess that says something about, <laughs> I think that says something about the filmmaking. John, don't, uh, John <laughs> don't say that. Cause the kids are going to, uh, the kids, I will tell no, you this. It's heavy. I will it's tell you, I will tell you this about this movie. It is a movie that I've seen. I wrestle with this movie because I don't know how I feel about it. So I want. I want. It's not. It's, it's, make uh, us watch it. yes. it's not an easy. Uh, here's the thing: if you find yourself getting bored, just keep your eyes open for all the crazy cameos. You're going to see some crazy movie star cameos in this movie. People turn up for like thirty seconds, and you go, "Whoa, was that so and so?" <laughs> right. It really does. And uh, John Cusack makes an appearance, so. But it's heavy. But you know what? That's good. A lot of a lot of movies just sort of like, this is not going to spoon feed you. You have to meet it halfway. It's not going to tell you how you should feel. You know. Oh, actually, wait, 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 wait. No, we're not doing the thin red line. 
I am sorry. That's two weeks. I think you skipped something because Patrick and Justine were here. That's two weeks away. Yeah, we're going to do Rushmore next week. I thought we already did Rushmore. No, we didn't do Rushmore. Okay. No, we're right. Rushmore is next week. Then Thin Red Line. Sorry. Okay. Rushmore. Rushmore. All right. We were going to do a double feature of Thin Red Line and Saving Private Ryan, but that got moved. That's, that's what it was. Okay. What was it going to be a double feature of? Uh, Saving Private Ryan and Thin Red Line. But we already did Saving uh, Private Ryan. Why would you do that? Because why not? Mm-hmm. That's five hours of movie. Yeah, you guys can watch three hours. You guys can watch. I'm. Uh, you guys can crank out eight episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. In oh one wow! Sitting. You can really? watch. Is anybody? Wa- is anybody uh, really watching? Um, <laughs> no, it's a Vanderpump Rules. Any- thank you. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, no one watches Keeping with the Kardashians anymore. Come on, no. I just hate the, if 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 they ever watched it. God, I hate Vanderpump Rules. What is what is that? I don't I know. I just is. think it just sounds dumb. <laughs> the show about a show about a restaurant. Oh, Basically, no thanks. It's, a, it's about, about restaurant drama, having sex with each other, and getting in relationships, which we uh, all already experienced. So we're good. Uh, no yeah. thanks. Mm, What's the show where they do it on a boat? Everybody's horny on the boat. Um, uh, what? what? They're all everybody's horny, horny on the boat. What? Yeah, which <laughs> they all work on a boat and they're all horny. And they're all they're all hooking up with each other. What is that show? Yeah, is that the uh, Jacques Cousteau's no. Under Undersea World? What? No, <laughs> the Undersea World of Jacques Cousteau. It's I they're all on it. a boat and they're real horny. They're all they're like they're all on a yacht. They yeah, a yeah, yacht they work on yachts. I forget what it's called. It's people that work on yachts. Oh, below deck. There, there it is. Yeah. Lower deck. I've never heard of this. Yeah, below deck, the lower yeah. deck. It's, 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 no, lower it's, decks is a Star Trek spinoff. It's a cartoon. Mm. It's yeah. below deck, is what it's called. Imagine okay. if imagine if uh, Vanderpump Rules was on a was on a ship, and the same people had to be with each other for hours and hours on end, mm-hmm. day out and day out. That actually kind of sounds interesting. It's uh, it's mm. like it's like a sexy uh, biggest catch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that show? Is it the biggest catch? It's like a sexy version of that. I don't know. You know, I have. I have zero appetite for anything that's even remotely connected to so-called reality television. Right. I can't watch two Except seconds of that stuff. American Pickers, because that is you mm-hmm. know, just people trying. And to British Bake Off. Oh, I do like and the British, British Bake, Bake Off. Off. British Bake Off is like is it's is, so wholesome. It's also oddly calming. It's also very calm. It's a very calm show <laughs> because it's co- because it's cooking. <laughs> Even and when it's but like they're on a time constraint, though they are. But even yeah. then, you're like, oh, you know, uh, they'll be okay. You'll, they'll be all right. But then they're just like sweet. Just like they're all just super nice. It's like, no, you're gonna do great. Yeah, no, this looks wonderful. Yeah, except for Paul yeah, Hollywood. All, except for Paul. Paul's the fucking yeah. Paul's the, the fucking asshole and all of it. Yeah, so I'm guessing this is not. Uh, I'm guessing this is not the one with Gordon Ramsay going. Listen, you assholes. No, I said have it done no. in ten minutes. If you want to oh, watch, very you, British. If you want to yeah. watch some wholesome Gordon Ramsay, watch uh, what is it? Uh, 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 the Junior Chef. 
Which is the one he does about the junior show? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, so sweet. That, that is yeah. a great show. And boy, do you feel bad for those kids. Because those kids get eliminated and they cry. And, they, and they're mm-hmm. like, they're really like, they, like, like they have to pep talk them, you know? And so and you feel like, you see like Gordon Ramsay not being an asshole to like the kids. Wow. You know, you're just like, you can <laughs> tell he's, kids. yeah, you can tell he's like, oh shit, these are like little kids, you know? He's a dad. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> show. I guess that shows a whole other side. You can almost see him telling his agent, can't we do a show that shows another side of me? Well, it's also a great show because it's so wholesome because the kids root for each other. Like when, yeah. when the other kids are out, they're like, you know, they're like rooting for the kids that are, because some of the kids get like a safety so they don't have to cook. They do something well so they don't have to cook. So they're, but they're cheering their friends on. And you're just like, oh, that's, yeah. that's so, so wholesome, cute. you know? Because an that's adult's cool. just like, I hope he fucks up. I hope he fucks yep. up. I hope his plan right. doesn't come Gordon together. Gordon Ramsay has a show too where it's kind of like No Reservations by Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, it looks like a Bourdain. It looks like a Bourdain ripoff. But you know, Ramsay. I don't. I don't. I don't want that from Gordon Ramsay. I want yelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think Bourdain did that the best, and I don't think anybody should try ever again. So mm. that's what and I'm they thinking. probably won't because you know. Who else is going to go into the heart of the Amazon and eat chocolate covered cockroaches? There's a there's a couple <laughs> and there's a couple on Netflix that I've tried mm, and I've watched a couple right? episodes and it's just it didn't hit. just didn't hit because they're not ass because they're not assholes who are just looking mm. to have like a good time on their show. They're like they're trying to be nice and sweet and yeah. like no Anthony well, Bourdain is kind of an ass. But. Well, he was no, but he was also real. He was also very like yeah. hey, hey look, you need to get out of your comfort zone and go eat some real food and talk to real mm-hmm. people and. You know, cooking isn't right. all, cooking isn't all about being on in like a TV kitchen, and you know, there's mm. there's a there's a soulfulness to cooking, and there's a you know, mm-hmm. it's something that we all share, and that's what he was really after. He was after yeah. that the, the that that universal aspect of food and bringing people to the table and all that, and just also just being genuine, genuinely interested in people that he was talking to. That I think that was mm. a huge, but uh, they just they just did a travel show with Harold Ramis, the Reluctant mm. Traveler. Yeah. Which I've heard is really good, mm, okay. uh, because he really doesn't want to be there, and they play that up because he's not really a traveler. He's a who's the guy? Harold Raymond or not? Uh, Harold Eugene Levy. Why Harold Ramis? Oh, oh wow. Okay. No. Why kidding. did I say Harold wow. Ramis? I said Eugene. It's Eugene Levy. I know. I was waiting for you to say the late Harold Ramis. I'm like, what? What? All right. That's enough about cooking and travel shows. I love you guys. Uh, That's it. That's all I got. Was that a, uh, was right. a, was that a bear growl? Or? I don't know. Next week, uh, we'll be back with Rushmore, Wes Anderson's a so- sophomore uh, effort. Or if you're from uh, Indiana, Southmore. Um, mm. Anyway. Uh, see. All right, guys. Until next week, for Jake, for John, for Anita, hopefully we'll be back with Patrick and uh, Justine next week. Anita, what are you eating? Um, we have a some stir fried veggies, some shredded beef, and some non bread today. Look mm. at you! Yum. Mm. Maybe we should do a cooking show, cooking with Anita. <laughs> uh, yeah, Anita whipped that up very quickly, very quickly. Shoot. Anita recipe. Hey. Keep stuff prepped in your fridge. That's cute. there. You go. That's it. I love it. And Anita does a microwave. She busts out the frying pan. Love it. I don't have a microwave right now, so it's not even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to donate to, uh, if you'd like to get a microwave, 
Send if my microwave breaks, I'm in, I'm in deep trouble. <laughs> Everything <laughs> comes out of the microwave. <laughs> if you want to donate money to get John and John a backup microwave and Anita a microwave, <laughs> uh, please send as much money as you can to me, and I'll make sure they I'll break them off a piece. There you go. There we go. Thank How's you. That? Of course. All right. Uh, you can go ahead and send that uh, via my uh, Venmo or PayPal. Uh, hey Mario, uh, next next week maybe next week we could do the show from Portillo's. You can't even drive. So you, you don't worry about. I know. That I'm, yet. Jo- I'm just joking. You don't worry joking. about that yet. You don't worry. Well, about no one can pick a. No one's Maybe. gonna pick up John. Hmm? I know. No. Yeah, I, we'll I'm picturing right. Jake. I'm picturing Jake putting me on the top of his uh, his car like a uh, like some skis. You like, know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, yeah. gonna carry John out of his house like I'm on a fucking Aztec calendar. You guys, I'm not gonna <laughs> carry him out like. Wow. That's wow. That's a that's a weird reference. <laughs> <laughs> the fireman's carry. I'm going to be uh, carrying John, and then great. there's going to be a billboard that says, and still some call him Mario. Oh, that's great. Mm. I love it. A joke for two of us. I mm. love it. You know, I'm just kidding, John. We'll pick you up if you want to go to Portalos. <laughs> I was telling you when you were off the air, what I, I got to work to where I could uh, when the, uh, when the, uh, the new Indiana Jones comes out. I want to be able to, <laughs> to sit Maybe I'll have to sit like in the uh, handicap seat, but I want to go and see that in the theater. Oh, I don't think you'll need to. You think it's going to be crappy? I think it's going to be. I, I can already tell you from the uh, from the trailer, too much CGI. I can already tell you. Mm-hmm. And too much Rolling Stones. Yeah. Can we stop? Love, can we stop using sympathy for the devil? Can we put a, I love what you. I love what you said. You said, you really think Indiana Jones listens to the Rolling Stones? <laughs> right. And that's not to say I don't like the Stones, but really, Sympathy yeah. for the Devil? I get it. It's 69. We get it. I get it. I love it because you're like, guess what they're playing? It's the Stones. I'm going, give me shelter. You're like, boy, are you close. <laughs> yeah, I was like, guess cool. what song is playing, John? Uh, yeah, they didn't need to do that. It's, yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. What's Indiana Jones playing in the year 1968? What would he be listening to? Probably like Stan Getz, right? Maybe. I don't even think Indy would have been listening to 30s music in the 30s. I don't feel like... I mean, Stan Getz is kind of happening in the 60s. Isn't he kind of the last guy who's kind of trying new things? Well, the late Astrid Hilberto, he would have been listening to like maybe... There you go. Oh, you're right. You're right. My God, that's like 65. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Astrid Gilberto. Uh, yeah, if you don't know, if, if you're not familiar with her, you know, the Bossa Nova craze in the States, check it out. Definitely a uh, a, a voice to be reckoned with. Um, no uh, no modulation. Just kept everything very, you know. Yeah. What a sexy voice. For not having a lot of range, that was one sexy voice. That's I guess because it's so breath- but that's it's how you, breathy. Right. That's how you work around <laughs> the lack of range, right? You just... Keep it in the register you're comfortable with, and just yeah, do it that you're way. right. You're right. Yeah, uh, and also she's a lot of times she's singing in Portuguese, so who cares if we understand? You know, we don't understand it. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Maybe it's a grocery list, but it sounds great. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She could be singing about. Uh, she could be singing the itemized water bill she just got. You know. So <laughs> we don't. We'll never know. Uh, but again, uh, what a great show this week! It was fun hanging with you kids. Uh, we're going to see you next week with Rushmore. Uh, so for Jake, for John, for Patrick, uh, for Janine, for Janine, Patrick and Janine, Patrick and Justine, and for Anita, for Brent from the Home Video Hustle, for Steve and Izzy from uh, 
uh, everything I learned from movies. For Hob the Troll, for Pat Francis of the Rock Solid Life, as we say, this transmission ends now.